you fall asleep a little bit this, no I'm kidding with you I want you to turn with me if you would to first uh, Corinthians uh, the second chapter hallelujah and the uh, ninth verse first Corinthians the second chapter the ninth verse I wasn't going to uh, read this to you but I want to this morning and those of you that are watching online we welcome you as well thank you for joining us this morning and those of you that are watching this by replay, we believe that God has a special uh, word for you today in Jesus' name. Look at verse 9. Notice what it says. But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor uh, ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God, everybody say, but God. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. Let's read that again, verse 10. But God hath revealed them to us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Now, I believe today as we get ready to preach this morning, uh, that there are some things that God has prepared, even for us as a church, that hasn't really entered into the, the sight realm that we've yet to see uh, and that we've yet to hear. I believe the Spirit of God knows those things, and I believe God showed me some things. But listen, we're getting ready to enter into some things that are bigger than you think. We're, and if you'll follow us as we follow the Lord, I'm telling you that uh, you're going to join in on some major blessings in these days. Praise God, because there's some things that your eye hadn't seen yet, and there's some things that you haven't heard. But the Spirit of God, He's endeavoring to reveal those things to us. Hallelujah. Can you agree with that? Can you confess that? Can that be a part of your daily confession that the Spirit of God is uh, revealing things so that I can see, hallelujah, what God is doing. You know, it's important that you see what God's doing in these last days. There's so much distraction going on today. The devil is working overtime at really uh, affecting what goes in through your eyes. Have you noticed that? There's a lot you can look at in these last days. Boy, I tell you, if we could see into the realm of the Spirit in both the good and the bad, if you could see some of the demons that are over Washington right now, and if you really could see what they do look like, they're not powerful, they're defeated. All of these demonic principalities and forces and rulers of darkness in a real realm, if you could see them, you would see a defeated, puny, weak system. But yet the, uh, the visual that the enemy uses that's working on the imaginations of men and women today are really props to make him look like he's doing such a great work in the earth and to produce fear in your life and to intimidate you. But if you could really see how the devil looks and understand the enemy's devices, you would realize that he's a defeated foe. Praise God. 
In fact, he's more than handicapped. He's more than crippled. Now, he's not dead. He's the God of this world, but yet he's out there seeking whom he may devour. But if we could literally see into both realms of the spirit and see light and dark, it would really affect how we believe. It would affect our faith. It would affect a lot of things. And I want to kind of talk about that today. I want to talk about the realm of the spirit. And I don't know how long we're going to get over into this, but uh, you know, we could title this the heavenly realm. What I titled this portion of the subject is seeing what you can't see. Seeing what you can't see. Because there's some things in the natural realm that we can see, but yet there's things in the spirit realm that we can't see that if we could get a glimpse over into it, it would really change the way we walk. It would kind of change our attitude or our spirit in the faith. Our level of excitement would change because although you see things in the natural going in the wrong direction, God's really working behind the scenes right now. And there's some really big things that are happening in the earth and through his church and even in your life God's working behind the scenes on your behalf right now you know I know a lot of people right now are facing some major things some major uh, battles and really these illegal mandates that are going on that uh, you see government, government knows they can't legally mandate it so they leave it to the employer to have a choice to do certain things and there's some people that are facing loss. They, they might lose their jobs. But you know one thing, you lose your job, you don't lose your God. The Bible doesn't say your job meets all your needs according to your job's riches and glory. No, your God meets all your needs. And you know, you might not see what's happening in the realm of the spirit, but there's some good things that God is doing right now He's working, praise God, while we can't see it. If we could just catch a glimpse of what he's doing in the earth right now, I think there's some things being prepped right now for a visual for the church to see the enemy just crumble like a domino effect. God's setting up the enemy like never before. We're about to see some... It, there, there's a setup happening right now in the spirit. I'm prophesying that to you. There, there's something being set up and it's for the benefit of the church and the benefit of the bride. Glory to God who's coming back for the church. It's the big setup for the big event that's going to take up, that's going to, that's going to take place in the last day. Praise God. And you say, well, I've heard that, you know, we're in the last days. Well, we're in the last of the last of the last of the last days. We're here right now. And the thing is, is God wants to continue to work on your eyesight. He wants you to catch hold of a revelation of what he's doing in that eternal heavenly realm that is a definite realm and it exists. It's not before your natural eyes, but it's within your spirit. 
glory to God. It's in your belly. The Bible says the kingdom of heaven is within us. That's as real as what you can feel right in front of you right now. There is a realm in the spirit that is more real than the realm in the natural. In fact, the realm in the natural, everything that you can feel, everything that you can touch, everything that's tangible to flesh and blood was created by a realm that you can't see. That's how real it is. You get rid of the realm that you can't see and everything in this earth would just would, would, would implode on itself because it's the word of the eternal realm that created it and that sound wave that's reverberating through the earth right now which was when God said let there be light the sound waves from that are still going right now and that's why we have natural light today because his word created it now if you cut his word out of the equation there's no more light you cut his word out of the equation, the earth stops spinning and rotating on its axis and gravity loses its hold and everything just kind of stops in its track. But it's because of the word of God that everything was created and still exists and still is creating and still is moving. That's why we still have motion. That's why we still have light. That's why there's still sound. All of these things that exist in the natural today started with a spoken word from God and that sound wave is still going right now and it's keeping things moving in the earth and in the realm that you can see. Are you following me? I know it's a mouthful right now. I didn't even plan on saying that, but there's a realm that you can't see that's more real than the realm that you can see. We're accustomed to what we can feel and what we can taste and what we can touch. And the devil knows as long as you stay in that realm, he can have an edge in your life. When I say stay in that realm, I mean live from that realm. Now, I know we have this earth suit. And I know we have this physical body and we touch the things in this earth with our physical body, right? We contact the earthly realm because we have this earth suit. We contact the mental arena because we have a soul. But there is our spirit that's alive unto God that has direct connection to a spiritual realm so that we can live in it, abide in it, Receive from it. You can't receive from that realm unless you're born again. You can't receive from the realm of the spirit unless you are a spirit. Hallelujah. Now you can receive from darkness as a, as a believer by dark attachments coming on you. We're going to get into that too as well. This is going to be so good today. I hope you're excited to receive. Why, why are you preaching about this? Because if you get comfortable in this natural realm, you're going to go through the emotional roller coaster like the rest of the world does, or you're going to have peace when it looks like everything is crashing. You're going to have peace when the doctor gives you a bad report. You're going to have peace when they threaten to take your job. You're going to have peace when everything's going in the wrong direction in the natural with the government. You're going to have peace when it looks like your nation's going in the wrong direction. Come on, somebody. Because 
you're just a sojourner in this land anyway. You don't belong to the United States of America. You belong to heaven. You're a citizen. You're not a citizen from where you came from in the natural. You are a citizen from where you came from in the spirit. Come on. And if you've been born into the family of God, you, are, you have a new citizenship. Glory to God. You're from heaven, and all of heaven's benefits, all of heaven's rules and laws, all of heaven's inheritance, even heaven's currency, even heaven's social system is now your system. It belongs to you. You're a part of it. And when you learn to walk in it, tap into it, abide in it, you can take what's of that system and it benefit you while you live in this system. Hallelujah. And so look at, look at this verse. Let me give you a couple texts here. Hallelujah. Let me give you a couple verses that, that you can use as a text. Look at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath, that's past tense if you haven't already known that, not going to do, but he's already done this. He has or hath blessed us with not a few, not some, not impartiality, but all spiritual blessings we're at in heavenly places. Now, one translation says in the heavenly realm. There is a realm that's called the heavenly realm that is in Christ. See that? He's blessed us with what? All spiritual blessings, where? In heavenly places, in Christ Jesus. Now, doesn't the scripture say, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, if any man be in Christ, he is therefore a new creature. How many are in Christ? So if you're in Christ, you are in a heavenly realm. Or let me say it this way. A heavenly realm exists... In Christ, everything that heaven is, everything that heaven has, it's more than a place that you go to after death here in this earth. It is a kingdom or a realm that is set up on the inside of every believer. Everything that exists in heaven exists in you right now. You say, what is that? Well, right here it tells us it's everything he's blessed you with which is all spiritual blessings. So let me say it like this, just to simplify it. Everything that you could ever need is right now in another place. It's a secure place. It's a protected place. It can't be stolen. It can't be corrupted with moth or, or, or with rust. Come on, somebody. It's in an eternal place. It's in a realm that you cannot see. Remember what we read? Eye has not seen, nor has ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the, thing that, the things that God has already prepared for you. He's prepared things. He's provided things. 
Everything that you could ever want, desire, or need, it already exists in a place right now. It's in a place right now. All you got to do is access it. And it's got your name on it. Because it's in Christ. So if it's in Christ, it belongs to Christ. And if it belongs to him, it belongs to you. Because we are, we're, we're not just co-laborers, we're, we're, we're co-heirs. We're heirs together. So whatever Jesus through his, oh, this is gonna, this is gonna go long. <laughs> this is gonna take maybe four weeks. Whatever he did to bring about all these blessings, God gave you the credit for it and made you a co-inheritor of everything that is in heaven. You say, what's there? Healing, prosperity, blessing, come on, deliverance, joy, peace. You know, you could take a spiritual blessing and get a new house. So you could say there's a house in that realm, your house is in that realm. How many believe in for a house? Anybody believe in for a house? Your house in that realm? Now you've got to find out how do I get it from that realm to this realm so I can live in that house. You say, well, I don't, I don't get why a spiritual blessing equates to a natural blessing. Well, think about it like this. It took a spiritual word to create a natural world. So everything, every power, every piece of spiritual equipment that you need to bring about every natural thing that God wants you to have, which is a desire of your heart, is already contained in a place called heaven that's more than a geographical location. It is a realm that abides on the inside of every believer that if you'll learn to tap into that realm, you can pull from the well of salvation, so to speak, and bring about everything in this natural realm that you need. If you're not excited about that, then you need to get saved. First Peter, this is another text. We'll use this. First Peter chapter 1, verse 3 through 5. Hallelujah. Yeah, we got tonight too. First Peter chapter 1, verse 3 through 5. Look here. Blessed be God or the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. In other words, this. It's because of God that you were born into this lively hope or this inheritance by the resurrection of his power he resurrected you into a brand new life that gave you hope. And not only did it give you a lively hope, but the very next verse says, it, it, it gave you this, an inheritance that is incorruptible, undefiled, and never fades away. It's where? 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 Reserved. Secured kept, protected in another realm. So what, what are you saying? Everything that's in your covenant, 
everything that's in the inheritance that Jesus, your elder brother, provided for you that belongs to you now. It's in the will. Everything that's in the promises that are in this book, it's reserved, it's protected, it's kept in a place, not from you, but it's in a place in a realm that's in you. Glory to God. And it's protected there. It's reserved there. It can't fade there. It can't be corrupted there. It can't be defiled there. You say, well, if I've got those things, then how come my life's not changed? Right? That's, that's a good question. If I've got those things, then how come I'm still dealing with these other things? Well, that's where we bring the correlation of God opening up your eyes to be able to see into that realm which will now produce faith to receive from it. Because faith comes how? It comes by hearing, but it, I like what Brother Hagin always told us, and F.F. Bosworth said this too, faith comes where the will of God is known. So you can say it like this. Faith comes where the will of God is seen. Because if I can see it, I can believe it. You ever heard that statement? Well, if I can see it, I can believe it. Seeing will make a believer out of me. In one sense, that's incorrect. Because we're so married and joined to a realm that is attached to what we see with these natural eyes. And that then becomes mental assent. Because you remember Thomas, he said, if I could touch the holes in his hands, if I could see the nail scars, if I could see the, the scars on his side, then I'll believe that Jesus is alive. I'll believe that it's you, Jesus. And Jesus turns around and says, you have to see it. You have to touch it. But blessed are those that don't see. In other words, there's a realm of faith where you have eyes in the spirit and you can see because you know. In other words, you can look at an x-ray and you can see something's there, right? In the natural. And that can move you to a place of defeat, a place of doom a place of sorrow, a place of negative expectation, right? But if you see something with the eyes of faith that go beyond what you can see in the natural, let's say you get the x-ray of the Spirit and God shows you Jesus. And when he shows you Jesus, you see a word that says, by whose stripes you were healed. Now you see yourself as already healed. And so if you're already healed and you see that with the eyes of faith, that scene will produce and uh, it'll produce a knowing on the inside of you. And that's where faith comes. That's why our prayer for you is that you have eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying today, 
what the Spirit of God is doing so that you'll have an earnest, confident expectation as to what's next in your life. Because if you're looking at things in the natural, what's next don't look good. If you're watching the news, what's next for you or for America doesn't necessarily look good. If you listen to the bad report, what's next, according to the doctor, may not look good. And you can't look at that all day long because you'll get depressed. You'll get discouraged. And all they're telling you are is the facts. But if you can look into the realm of the eternal, if you can look into the realm of heaven, you'll find out there's a place there where all that you'll ever need is reserved. Let's say you need a healing. Healing's there. Let's say you need a miracle. There's a miracle there. There's new arms. There's new legs. There's new organs. Whatever it is you need. If you need some kind of creative miracle, it's there in heaven. And the way I tap into that realm is by faith. Now there's... there's let's get into the meat of this. You ready? There's two realms, and we'll talk about this. There's light and there's dark. Let's just divide it in those two realms. There's light and there's dark. Okay, everybody say light and say dark. Now look at Colossians 1.13. This is good. Colossians 1.13 says that Christ, or who, it's talking about Christ, hath, there's the past tense again, He's delivered us from what? The power of darkness and hath translated us where? Into the kingdom of his dear son. That is the kingdom of light. There's a difference. Jesus said basically that he is the light of God, right? He's the light. We've heard salt. We've heard different descriptions of Jesus. But he is the light to the world, or the light of the world. Can you say amen? amen? And in this realm of darkness, there's things that you can't see. Right? In fact, Ephesians 6.12, turn there. There's things you can't see. Just like there's a realm of the spirit, there's a realm of light. You can't see it in the natural. But you can have a knowing of what's in that realm and it produce faith, Right? There's things in this realm of darkness that you can't see. Look at the scripture here. It says, for we wrestle not against what? Flesh and blood. In other words, our, our fight, our wrestle is not something that's wrapped up in an earth suit that's tangible. Everything you see right now in the natural looks like that's, that's our fight. Right? Right? You see all the things going on. For example, we, we bring it up. Look, you look at the president or you look at corrupt leaders maybe and you see their earth suit. They're not your fight. Right? We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Now they're yielding to another realm. Nothing's too far-fetched. For anybody wrapped up in flesh and blood, an earth suit, to yield to the realm of darkness, right? 
but our fight is not against what that realm of darkness is wrapped up in. They're just the one yielding to that devil. But what we can't see is what goes on in this next verse. Principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. Look at those four different things brought up. Principalities, powers, rulers of darkness in this world, and spiritual wickedness in high places. If I asked you what does that look like, you might say somebody's name. But you really can't see these unless you look into another realm. Unless you get a glimpse into another realm. You might know what a tumor looks like, but what you can't see behind that cancerous tumor is it could be a spirit of infirmity. See what I'm saying? A devil of cancer. You, you know, that's just an example. There's in this realm of darkness a spirit of fear. We know what someone being afraid looks like. We know what it sounds like. But if you could get a glimpse into that realm of darkness, you would see what a spirit of fear looks like. I don't care what it looks like. I just don't want to access into that system. The Bible says not to be ignorant of the enemy's devices. I already know, according to the word of God, what they look like. They're defeated. They're puny. They're weak. They're wimpy. They appear like they're strong and mighty, but they're all puffed up. They've been spoiled by my elder brother, Jesus. He spoiled principalities. He made a show of them openly. I care less what they look like, but I tell you what I will take care over is the areas in my life that will be susceptible towards yielding to their false uh, advertisements that will gain them access into my life. Does that make any sense to you? So in other words, I don't want to be ignorant of the enemy's devices, but I don't care what their name is. You know, I, I remember one time watching this guy cast out devils and he, he, he knew their names. And he would talk to them. And I'm thinking, I don't care what your name is. Just get out in Jesus' name. I only care about one name. It's the name of Jesus. They'd say, your name is Zerg or your name is some weird name. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't mean you're more spiritual just because you know the name. You can know the name and sleep with it. But if we could see and get a glimpse into that realm, we would see that their workings and their dealings are at a government level. They're at a, 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 at a state level. They're at a county level. And there's a der derivative or a direction directly at the church to try to shut the church's mouth Shut the church down. That's why this whole thing wrapped up in a virus is more than a virus. It's more than a spike protein. It is a devil 
that is weak, wimpy, puny, defeated, come on somebody, has no power over you, has no power over the light that's on the inside of you. And if we could see that, we wouldn't give in to it. We wouldn't be sheep. Come on, somebody. We wouldn't bow to it. And we definitely wouldn't put more faith in an injection that don't even work than the injection that Jesus took on the cross that does work. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Glory to God. Look at 1 Peter chapter 5. Verse 8, so we have this realm, right? There is a realm of darkness. Satan is the god of this world. He actually has a right to be in this world. He has a right. Did you know that? Jesus, even when he cast the devil out of uh, individuals, he would cast them, you know, he, he couldn't cast them out of the earth. Because the devils had a right to be in the earth. So he cast them where? Into pigs. <laughs> right? And so that's because the lease was given up by Adam on this earth. When he disobeyed in the garden, that lease was given up to Satan, and he's still a leaseholder on this earth. So he's got a right to be here. But yet us as a church, we have dominion over him. The church is the only one that has dominion over Satan. Now see, now here's, here's the battle. It's not against red versus blue, Republican versus Democrat. That, that's, you might think that's the battle that's going on. That's not it. It's not black-white. It's not uh, male, female, and X and Y and all these other genders that they say there are. There's only two. If you're confused about that, there's a devil to be cast out of you. Devil of confusion. That's not hard to figure out. Just which bathroom did you go to today? You were smart enough to choose because you knew unless the, the men's restroom was locked. <laughs> right? It's, it, it's not flesh and blood versus flesh and blood. It's light versus darkness. That's what it is. It's, it's a defeated devil versus the church. And guess who wins? Let me say it again. Let me say it a different way, though. Guess who's already won? Come on. And you may not know that or see that, and you might think, I still got to win somehow. But we're not in a battle that we're trying to win. That's why, we're not, that's why we're not discouraged in what's going on the earth. We've already won. Come on, somebody. So we're not sitting around thinking, you know, twiddling our thumb, sweating this thing out. No, we've already won and the devil is putting on some kind of show but God's about to show off because there's a big setup that's about to take place and these people praise God that are yielding to this 
are going to be shut down. And the church is going to rise up to its place. The church that can see. I mean, the church that can't see is still victorious, but if they can't see it, they can't access victory. You understand what I'm saying? And so that's why it's important about what you can see. All right. Let me give you an example here. Look here at 1 Peter chapter 5 first. Go to verse 8. He said, be sober. Who's he talking to? To you and I. In other words, be awake. Don't be distracted. Don't fall asleep at the will. Don't be texting while you're driving. <laughs> be sober. Be vigilant. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, what's he doing? He's walking about seeking whom he may devour. Oh, my gosh, we have an adversary. He's, he's just looking around, picking people off at who he wants to. No, he can't just pick and choose who he wants to devour. He can't just say, I think I'm going after Patrick today, whether he wants it or not. No, notice what it says. He walketh about seeking whom he may devour. In other words, he can only devour you if you permit him to. Darkness can't evade or invade your space unless you allow it to. Does that make sense? So in other words, you can whip the devil with your own birth certificate. <laughs> right here. <laughs> if you're born into the kingdom, he's got no right. In fact, you already know he's defeated it's almost like a toothless, roaring lion. He's got a roar. He's got a bark. And we can hear the bark. We can hear the roar. And we can see how people are letting him in. But the only way he can defeat you is for you to lend him your authority. That's the only way. He can only beat you with your authority. So the only way he's going to use your authority is... He's got to access your mind. He's got to have access to your words. Come on. And he's got to have access somehow to your will. Okay? Think about this. We're talking about light and dark. The scripture says this. If you think you walk in the light, or if you think you're in the light, we've heard this, it's that thing's in 1 John, or, and you hate your brother... You're walking in darkness. Isn't that what the scripture says? In other words, if you'll walk in love, you won't allow darkness to have access into your life. That's simple, right? In other words, just l love your brother. Walk in love. Would love do that? Because if you'll walk in love, you're in the arena of light. And as long as you're in the arena of light... The realm of darkness has no authority over you. So what does he say here in correlation to what we read in 1 Peter? He said, be sober, be vigilant. Let's, let's translate it in, into the light of love. Stay in the realm of love. Walk in love. And if you'll walk in love, although there's a roaring lion out there trying to devour you, he won't be able to access you. 
He won't be able to devour you because he can't operate in the realm of light. Although you have light in you, if you walk outside of love, you're walking in darkness. This is just a basic illustration, right? Well, how does faith work? Faith works by love. So if I want faith to work for me, which accesses light, then I've got to walk in that arena of love that enables my faith to work. You ever notice the biggest area the devil will work on your love walk is with the ones that are nearest to you, either your spouse, your brother, your sister in the natural, right? Your family members. Have you ever noticed that? And so it's important that you guard that. You guard your heart, even towards people that you don't agree with or things that you, 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 know, you see in the natural. I just, I, I just don't agree with him. I can't stand him. Be careful. You cannot stand somebody and still walk in love with that person right? You, you don't have to tolerate that person, but you can get into a place where you walk outside of love and now all of a sudden hurtful things. And that's why the Bible says, don't be ignorant of the enemy's devices. He'll subtly get you involved in an arena of darkness where he can now devour you physically, financially, What do we got to do? Guard your heart. Guard your heart. Amen. I didn't plan on talking about that, but that's that's good stuff, right? And so look here at, uh, can we go to a couple more scriptures here? Just as, as, as faith accesses what's in that heavenly realm, fear also will access what's in the spiritual realm of darkness. So you got to guard your heart against, you know, fear. God didn't give you a spirit of fear, right? Uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. Turn there with me. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. Look here in verse 3. He says, for though we walk in the flesh, we don't war after the flesh. So there it is again. We wrestle not against what? flesh and blood. So there's a whole different enemy that we deal with. It's not wrapped up in flesh and blood. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Strongholds. That could be like, like attachments. That could be like a little mini camp that the enemy sets up in your life and has a little heyday in, right? I'm going to have a little mini camp in Brother Lloyd's life and inflict him with a little sickness and disease, right? Well, or, or with an addiction or with, with some kind of depression. And those things can be strongholds in your life, but we deal with them how? Casting down what? Imaginations. Or you see, imagination starts with the word image. You can only have an image if it's coming through the the line of sight. Because your eyes produce, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but produce what? An image. What you see, now you have an image. Now you have an imagination. And so what the enemy wants to do is to direct your eyes in the wrong place. 
He wants you getting your eyes on flesh and blood. He wants you to get your, get your eyes on a natural realm. He wants you to get your eyes on every realm except that heavenly realm. That's why in Colossians, Paul said, set your affections on things above. In other words, set your sight. Set, set your emotions. Set your energy on the heavenly realm. Praise God. Because everything that you'll ever need comes from that realm. So he says, here's the fight. Here's the warfare. Here's the wrestle. The only way the devil can come up and set up residence, the only way the realm of darkness can come up and have a little mini camp in your life is he gains access through your imagination. Through your thought life. Sight. What you see produces thoughts. And now an image comes in that produces words. Right? I say the word orange. And some of you think of a color. And some of you think of a round piece of fruit. Because words produce an image. Some of you might think of a pumpkin. I don't know. But that word produced an image and a thought. And then you articulate that thought. What do you think the word of God does? It's a word that you cannot see that will produce an image on the inside of you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some people will say healing, and in the natural, they think of a herb or a doctor. But if you've got a spiritual eyesight that is healthy, it will draw your attention to an image of a man named Jesus on a cross who had upon him every curse of sickness, disease, and even poverty laid upon him so you wouldn't have to. He took it from you and bore it on the tree. And when you have that as your line of sight, guess what kind of uh, imagination and guess what kind of thought life you're going to have that's going to produce a faith that will make a draw on a realm that you can't see. Glory to God. But what do we have the power to do in this other realm? Cast down every imagination, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring it to the captivity of every thought to the obedience of Christ. In other words, you're going to have wrong thoughts come, but you've got to learn to cast those down because that's the, that's the avenue of access. It's the avenue of access that he'll try to get in. He wants to get in through your sight, through your line of sight. Right? He wants you to see something that is uh, against the knowledge of God or contrary to the truth that belongs to you. And if you'll meditate on that and you'll think about that, it will now become your thought and he'll gain access and wrong thoughts will produce fear just like right thoughts will produce faith. And fear will get you in an, in an arena where you'll lose every time. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. 
So he starts by using your imagination, and then he gets to where he starts using your words, right? And uh, he knows how faith works, and so he's got his little counterfeit system that he's working that works in reverse, and it causes you to tap into that realm of darkness because life and death are in the what? So when we know that and we realize that, we get to choose what comes not only into our eyes and into our imagination, but now what comes out of our mouth because what comes out of our mouth, it will determine what realm we'll draw from. Now let's think about, we, we talk about light and dark. Let's think about life and death, right? Jesus said, I've come to give you life and that much more abundantly. In that heavenly realm, that's the realm of life, right? The thief comes to steal, to kill and destroy. That's the realm of death. What taps into one and what taps into the other? The very same thing, your tongue. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. You've got power to choose. You get to choose what you say. What you say will determine what realm you live from. Hallelujah. Now, the unbeliever, the only way they can get into the realm of life is by confessing the Lord Jesus Christ and believing in their heart, right? That's how you got saved. The moment you believe and confess that, you now have an undefiled, protected reserve from heaven that's put on the inside of you that with your words you can draw on at any moment if you need healing you can draw on that if you need prosperity you can draw on that if you need transportation you can draw on that if you need a spouse you can draw on that come on somebody in other words you don't have to hang out at a bar to try to pick someone up why would you want to go there you can draw on your spirit and get eyes to see and the lord will reveal who your spouse is going to be you don't have to hang out somewhere at some corrupt place and find a corrupt person Come on. but there's a well of salvation where everything you need even your spouse is right there you can draw on it thank you for your enthusiasm now we've got light right We've got this kingdom within us. We talked about darkness and we gave it enough time. I'm done talking about it. <laughs> right? Look at this in John chapter 1, verse 1 through 5. This is the kingdom within us, the kingdom of light, the realm of heaven. Hallelujah. Look here in verse 1. We'll go to verse 5. It says, in the beginning was the word. The Word was God. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. Let me ask you this. Which is greater? Which one's greater? Because darkness can't exist where there's light. Right? Once light's there, darkness ceases to exist. Correct? Because darkness comprehends it not. When the light shows up, darkness flees. Correct? Well, how did it all start? In the beginning with the word right so if the realm of light is within me 
we also have a line of sight as to what it looks like. It's all in the word. In other words, if I want to find out what's in that realm and what belongs to me, where am I going to find out? Where's the roadmap to it? Right here in the word. If I want to draw from that light and have eyes to see and have faith just grow on the inside of me so that I can access what's there, where's that going to come from? The word. So the very origins of light start with the word of God. Glory to God. You want to deal with darkness? Start with the word. If darkness wants to deal with the light, what does darkness try to do? Shut down the light. How? Shut down the church. Because you take the church out of the world, you take the light out of the world. Right? So where's the attack? The attack is between light and dark. (laughs) Two realms, correct? Thank God... That because Jesus is in us, we have a realm that ever exists that's ready and available to us at any moment to receive from, glory to God, and to have a knowing that God is working on our behalf. Well, that's good. This is greater. Think about this. In this realm, this realm of light, there's a host of angels. Glory to God. You can't see them, but there's angels that are all around us right now. You you may not be able to see them right now. You might get a glimpse into it. I don't know. But there's angels that are in this room right now. When you're driving home today or you're driving to whatever restaurant you go to, while you're driving, there's angels. There's angels that are surrounding your car. Now, you, you may know that and you may not know that, but it's more beneficial to know it. Why? Because now you can apply your faith in that direction so that you can walk in the protection of God. There's believers that have it, but if there's no faith in it, then there's no receiving from it. Where's it at? It's in a realm that's reserved. You've got to tap into that realm. There's angels, right? There's a person called the Holy Spirit. He's in that realm. You can't see him just like you can't see the wind, right? The wind listeth where it, will, where, where it may. It, it'll blow whatever direction it will, but you can see the effects of it. That's how the Spirit is. leaves no footprints. You, you understand what I'm saying? You can't see the Holy Spirit, but you've got this helper on the inside of you. He's the invisible healer. He's the invisible delete, deliverer. He's the Holy Spirit that hovered over the face of the waters. Think about this. This is so good. I was reading over there in Genesis chapter 1. The Bible said in one translation, the Holy Spirit was hovering, and it used this word, brooding over the waters, like a, like a hen broods over the eggs. Do you know those eggs, in order for them to hatch, it has to have a brooding hen? If there's no brooding hen, those, those eggs won't hatch. It needs the heat it needs the, the fire of the Holy Ghost. Do you know who that person is? He's the Holy Ghost in that realm, and he's readily available to hatch or manifest everything that you're believing for. You've got to have faith in the Holy Ghost. And think about this. He was over the waters ready to, he was brooding. He was ready to manifest as the agent 
on behalf of God everything that God said. If God said, let there be turtles, the Holy Ghost would manifest turtles. If God said, let there be palm trees, the Holy Ghost's job was to manifest palm trees. If he said, if God said, let there be light, what was the Holy Ghost doing? He was there to hatch the words of God. Guess what? The Holy Ghost is on the inside of you. He's hovering. He's brooding. He's waiting for you to give him some eggs, some seed, come on, some word, so that he can hatch the words out of your mouth. You may not see him, but there is a real person, the third person of the Godhead, who's on the inside of every believer. He said, I'll abide with you forever. Come on, it's another realm. God wants you to have eyes to see it so that wherever you go, you've got a helper on the inside of you, and he manifests what you say. That's why you'll choose carefully. You'll pick and choose what words you say because just as the Holy Spirit's waiting to manifest what you say, there's another spirit out there waiting for you to speak words of death so that that realm can exist in your life. What realm do you want to have existing in your home, darkness or light? Then you've got to have seed or eggs of faith. <laughs> so that the hand of the Spirit can brood over those eggs. <laughs> no disrespect to the person of the Holy Spirit. But he's hovering. He's waiting. He's brooding. He's listening for your words. <laughs> the next, very next thing you say out of your mouth, he, he wants to bring it to pass. You understand what I'm saying? That's how the kingdom operates. Now check this out. Give us eyes to see this, Lord, because it, it takes faith to receive. It takes faith to tap into this. You know, people say, well, faith moves God. Faith, faith moves God. Faith moves God. You know, that technically, in a sense, that's a, that's a wrong statement because God's already moved. He, he's moved. he moved first in the sense of he sent Jesus from heaven to earth and Jesus, through his vicarious sacrifice, provided everything that you would ever need, and he's reserved all of that inheritance in a heavenly place. God's already moved, right? But in another sense, without faith, the Holy Spirit can't move and hatch. And, and manifest. And reveal. Go, go over here. Check this out. This is the unseen connection. This is the mystery power behind your faith. If I can use that word. It's the power of the third person of the Godhead. It's the Holy Ghost. You can't see him, but he's in you. And when you speak words of faith, he's revealing. He's manifesting. Boy, this is good. Look here. I'm going to give you a couple more scriptures, but look at John chapter 16. John chapter 16, verse 13. Can I have just a few more minutes here? You all getting something out of this? Notice what he says here. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, he's talking about the comforter. He's talking about the Holy Ghost. 
when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you. So I've got a guide on the inside of me, right? He will guide you into what? All truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. How important is for you to see? To God, it's very important. In fact, so important that he, he gave you a revealer on the inside of you to show you things. He wants you to see certain things. Why? Because that affects your faith. And the only way for your faith to work is for you to have a knowing and an imagination that's working, an image of the reality of your inheritance. Because faith comes where the will of God is known. It says he'll show you things to come. He shall glorify me. He'll receive of mine and show it to you. And he says, all the things that the Father has are mine. Therefore said I, he shall take of mine and he'll show it to you. One translation says this. Everything, Jesus is saying, everything that's mine, the Father gave it to me. And the Holy Ghost, who's on the inside of you, he wants to manifest it in your life. So, now that I know I've got the person, the third person of the Godhead who is the mystery power behind my faith because faith is not something mystical. It's not mind over matter. It's not me. Well, if I speak the word long enough or hard enough, you know, things will change and turn. It is a substance, but it's the substance required for the Holy Ghost to use to manifest what's in the realm of light into your natural realm. In other words, you want to pull from the kingdom of heaven from within, you got to have faith. And not only do you got to have faith, but the Holy Ghost needs faith just like a brooding hen needs an egg. No egg, no hatch, right? No word, no faith. No faith, no manifestation. But faith and the Holy Ghost together bring about everything from that heavenly realm into the realm of having. In other words, how do I get it from thus saith the Lord to I have it? Yeah. Well, it takes the helper on the inside of you. And if you want him to be activated in your life, there has to be faith. Glory to God. You say, well, I've heard this before. Faith don't come by heard. This is important for you to see. This is important for you to know. It's important for you to know you've got a revealer on the inside of you who wants to show you what's yours. Because if you can't see it, it won't manifest. That's his first job. He wants to reveal to you truth. He wants to reveal to you that you're healed. If you can see it, then you'll be able to believe it. Not in the natural, but if you can see it with the eyes of faith. Amen? Let me give you uh, this last scripture here. And then we'll, we'll just continue on, on with this tonight, okay? Is that all right? The last scripture here, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. Notice what he says. While we look not, so we're permitted to look at certain things and we're permitted 
not to look at certain things, right? He says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things that are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Okay? In other words, God's saying, I don't want you looking at what you can see. I want you looking at the realm that you can't see. <laughs> In other words, I, I, I know you can see the x-ray. I know you can see the bills. I know you can see the problems in the world. I know you can see what you don't have. I know you want what you don't have in the natural. But what I want you to look at is what you do have, which you can't see. What do I already have that I can't see? I already have healing. Because by whose stripes I was healed. I already have every spiritual blessing in heavenly places because Ephesians 1, 3 tells me that. So if I want to look at what I can't see, where do I look? I look into the eternal realm, the realm of light. What are the origins of the realm of light? The word of God. In the beginning was the word. What produces light? What produces illumination? What produces revelation? The word, the rhema word from God. Hallelujah. And when I see it, amen, I now am seen into the realm of eternity. Because he says, while we look not at the things that are seen, we look at the things that are not seen, and these things that are not seen are eternal. In other words, they're heavenly. They're in an eternal realm that's reserved and protected. And if you'll have eyes to see what does belong to you there, it'll affect what you can see in the natural because you'll start having what you can't see. I don't know if that excites you, but it excites me. That's why Paul said in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that you would know what is the hope of his calling, what the riches of the glory of the inheritance of the saints are. God says, I want your eyes to be able to see what belongs to you, because if you can see it, you'll believe it. And if you can believe it, then the Holy Ghost will take your words that you say and bring it to pass in your life. It's more than you just believing what I can see. It's more than you believing what I can preach. Come on. It's you having a revelation and a knowing on the inside of you that this truth already belongs to you. You don't have to fight to get it. You don't have to try to get it. You don't have to convince God to give it. He's already made a move for you. Now, Faith will allow the Holy Ghost to begin to manifest those things right into your hands. Glory to God. I'm going to stop there. We'll finish this tonight. Y'all get something out of that? Glory to God. God, give us eyes to see. God, give us eyes, ears to hear. God, open up our eyes today. Allow us to be able to see what belongs to us. Allow us to be able to see the riches that are in that realm. Allow us to be able to see what you're doing. Hallelujah. We know you're working right now. Even though we can't see it, you're working. Even though we can't feel it, you're working. You're moving in our midst right now. We thank you, Lord. Allow us to see that. 
So it will affect our expectation and our words in a position, in a place of faith for our lives. In Jesus' name, we thank you for that. We magnify you. We glorify you. We give you all the praise and all of the glory and all of the honor for it in Jesus' name. God, you're so good to us. Thank you. By the help of the Holy Spirit, you're showing us things. You're revealing truth to us in Jesus' name so that our eyes are affected. Glory to God. Our spiritual eyes are illuminated with truth. And if we can see it, we can believe it. I thank you we're at this place in our life where our focus and our attention needs to be on the Word because it's the Word that produces light. And so, Father, help us with the help of the Spirit to not be distracted, to not look to the left, to not look to the right, to not look upon uh, flesh and blood, for we wrestle not against those things. But help us to see the inner workings of the Spirit of God. Help us to see what you see. Because if we can see what you see, we won't have to be in fear. And we won't have to carry around an attitude or spirit of defeat. But a spirit of victory will we walk in all the days of our life. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Give God a big shout this morning. Praise God. Before we uh, move any further, if there's anyone here today, maybe you're here in this room today, or maybe you're watching right now, you've never received Jesus, you can do that right now. Everybody in here born again, raise your hand if you're part of the kingdom of light and you're born again. Well, there's no better place to be, right? No better person to be than a born again person. But maybe you're watching today right now online, you've never received Jesus. All you have to do is call on the name of the Lord and the Bible says you will be saved. You shall be saved. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, you will become born again today. If you've been watching this broadcast today and you say, Preacher, I want a change in my life. I want a fresh start. I'm tired of living in defeat. I want Jesus to come into my heart today. You can do that right now simply by praying this prayer. Will you pray it with me today? Will you pray it with this congregation today? Just say this, Jesus. I believe that you love me so much that you came for me. You came into this earth for me. You died for me. You took my place as a sinner on the cross so that I wouldn't have to die a sinner's death. You took the penalty of sin you took the curse so I wouldn't have to on the cross. I believe you did it because you love me. Come into my heart. I call on you now. Be my Savior. I believe that you rose from the dead so that I could have a brand new life. Be Lord in my life. Let that resurrection reign in my life. Make me alive right now. I give my heart to you in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, you are saved right now. Call somebody at the church. Write us. Let us know who you are so that we can reach out to you and be a big blessing to you 
in Jesus' name. We love you. I hope those of you that are watching enjoyed today's broadcast. And those of you that will watch in the future, I know you'll be blessed in Jesus' name. Just confess and believe with the rest of us that you have eyes to see and ears to hear in Jesus' name.